Public service announcement. I have just temporarily closed the doors to Lifestyle Business School. If you are a current or aspiring expertise-based business that has a business, courses, coaching, masterminds, where you are divorcing your value from your time, or that is the business model that you want, you likely know that Lifestyle Business School is the program that I have been tirelessly working on over the last six months to build out six comprehensive playbooks, which basically lay out the entire path. It has everything from business model design to offer creation, to back-end delivery, to driving traffic, live launch campaigns, automated campaigns, everything you could possibly need to start or grow a leveraged expertise-based business to the lifestyle business sweet spot. Now, never fear because we've only temporarily closed the doors and we have added a wait list. So if you head to lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, pop your name on the wait list and you are going to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out, which is super exciting. And all of the exciting changes that we have made to the program as well, which we will share in due course. But in order to get the special VIP bonuses, when we do open the door, I want you to go and pop your name on the wait list now. So that is going to be lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, put your name on the wait list, and you will be the first to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out with a lot of exciting changes and with pretty much the best deal under the sun. All right, let's get into today's podcast episode. Welcome to the Lifestyle Business Sweet Spot. My name is Stevie, and this podcast is dedicated to showing you the ambitious, intelligent, current or aspiring online business owner or course creator, how to build a business that prioritizes time, freedom, happiness, and deep impact over relentless scale at any cost. If you aspire to a business that allows you to impact people at scale whilst working five-hour days with a lean remote team and high profit margins, this podcast is dedicated to showing you how. Ready to hit the lifestyle business sweet spot? Head to thecoursecartel.com forward slash training and we will send you a completely customized training with the entire path laid out for you. Hello, hello. A huge welcome to today's TED Talk. (laughs) Just kidding. A huge welcome to today's episode, which is far from a TED Talk, actually. I'm going to have a little bit of a heart to heart with you about something that has been on my mind recently and that I think is going to actually really serve someone that well, let's face it, is the old me because I feel like uh, no one's talking about this really and I want to bring it to light. So what I want to talk to you about is the fact that there is a very big difference between time and things that take your time and how heavy that feels and energetics. So what do I mean by that? Let me give you a little bit of context. So I am one of those people that is kind of a little bit of an effectiveness 
junkie. I love to find ways to streamline my days, to do less, to get things off my plate, to optimize my time. And let me tell you, I have gotten really, really good at it to the extent that I really about three or four months ago had gotten like the deliverables, like the things that I needed to do day in and day out inside of my business down to pretty much nothing. I knew that because I do a time tracking exercise every 90 days. So what that looks like is every 90 days, I take stock of my time. Now I track my time anyway. I do this in ClickUp. I just toggle on and toggle off when I start tasks and when I finish tasks. And so what that allows me to do is to get a snapshot of where my time is going. What I do every 90 days though, is I analyze those snapshots. So I have a look at all of the time that I'm spending on different things inside of my business. And I look at what I can delegate, what I can delete, or what I can decrease in terms of the amount of time that I'm spending doing it. So to give you some context on what each of those three things are, delegate is like, can AI do this? So can like a tool do this? I have got a lot of zaps set up in my business and automations that are doing things. Uh, Can another team member do this. Uh, And yeah, basically, can I get it off my plate in a way that it is not me physically doing the thing? What it means to uh, delete is what can I just like get off my plate altogether? So what are the things that have just kind of become the busy work? And when you actually do this exercise, you start to realize how much busy work you actually have (laughs) Uh, when you can really like simplify your business and get it back to, what do you call it? Brass tacks. I don't even know if that's the terminology for it. Uh, It's actually transformational. You realize how many like few needle moving things you actually need to be doing. And then decreasing is how can I like spend less time on something that I'm doing? And this really, I think of as like invoking Parkinson's law where, you know, it's really that Parkinson's law is like when basically your your capacity expands to the amount of time that you have to do something. So like if you give yourself two hours to write the intro to your webinar, you're going to spend two hours doing it. If you give yourself two days, you're going to go back and forth and you're going to spend two days doing it, right? And so can you actually like allot an amount of time to doing something, get into like focus time to do it, and then just do the thing within the amount of time? That has actually been just side note, completely transformational for me because it has helped me to eliminate some of my perfectionist tendencies. When I sit down and I've got something hard on my to-do list and I'm like, right, I'm giving myself this amount of time to do it. I'm turning all of the distractions off. I'm just going to do this thing until it's done. Amazingly, so much of it gets done. Crazy, right? So yeah, I do this exercise and so I'm really aware of my time. And so from doing that exercise, you know, really consistently every single 90 days, at the end of the 90 days, I'll look at, okay, so what can I delegate? What can I decrease? What can I delete? And then I've really gotten my business to the point that every recurring and repeatable task in my business is pretty much done by somebody else. There is a couple of things in there that I still do. Uh, And yeah, and then otherwise there's not a lot on my calendar. 
So you would, and what I thought was that, you know, that is the ultimate hallmark of success. If you can get so effective with your time that you're not actually spending your time really doing anything, then that is the holy grail, right? Wrong. And that is what I want to talk about today. Because what I have actually realized, and this has been really big for me, is that there is a very big difference between the amount of time that you spend on something and the amount of energetic battery something does or does not take from you. So I had optimized a lot of my time in my days to really just do the real, what I thought, needle-moving things that I needed to do. So I was like, great, you know, there's not much of that on the calendar and I should feel really happy and fulfilled. I didn't feel really happy and fulfilled. And I'm like, what is going on here? And I was still drained all the time. What I realized is that even though I only had a few things left on my calendar, they were actually the things that I found the most energetically difficult to like bounce back on uh, for a number of different reasons. Some of those things were that they just didn't gel with the way that I liked to do business. So like, for example, getting on big, long Zoom calls drains the bejesus out of me more than anything else that I could possibly do. I'm an introvert. Like I love the time that I spend on the call. I actually genuinely do for the most part. There's some calls that I don't like, but you know, for example, our Launchpad strategy call, I freaking love, but it drains me. And so like, the hour that I spend on that particular call actually takes a lot more of energy from me than it does for time. So, you know, it's one unit of time, but it might be like six units of energy. And so what I was finding is that I was kind of energetically out of alignment with the things that I was doing inside of my business. Now, the difficulty for me there is that I couldn't release any of those things because, and this is a bigger thing, I had built a business model that fundamentally required of me that I needed to do those things. And I think that herein lies the intricacy and the thing that I want to, and I'm really actually quite passionate about talking to people about because, and I spoke about this in a podcast episode a few weeks ago, there is a very big difference between product market fit, which means that you find an incredible you know, offer that fits a market, it's working, it's doing its thing, it's a great offer, and product market founder fit where the, that model suits the founder and the way that the founder does business now or wants to do business or that is just like their makeup is suited to doing business that way. When you find product market founder fit, the business, especially these businesses that are essentially personal brands, right? Uh, And, you know, they revolve around the personality of the brand, which is us. You know, if we're setting up our business in the right way that energetically aligns with the way that we naturally are, our strengths and all of those sorts of things, and ultimately we do get to choose. We make a choice at some point along our journey what we want to set our business model up as. Now, sometimes that choice is uh, true to what it is that we really want. Sometimes, and this is actually most of the time, and I know this because I talk to so many people that say to me, Stevie, should I do this or should I do this or should I include this or this in my offer or should I, you know, set it up as a group coaching program or a mastermind or whatever? And it's like, 
what works for you? Like you can't ask, you can't outsource that decision-making. You actually need to get very clear on what works for you and what works for your client. And then like what works for the content. And then the kind of like the gel of those three things is your answer, but you can't underestimate the you part, like what works for you. And so I think like the big lesson is that there is such an important thing that we need to remember to focus on around making sure that when we're building these businesses and when we're building these offers, we are actually building them in a way that we are going to be able to sustain it for the long term. Not just because, you know, you can outsource yourself out of some of the business, but because you are intrinsically aligned with the model and you are energetically lit up by the things that you do inside of your business. So it's not like, you know, a business where you want to, you know, completely remove yourself from it. These businesses that we have aren't like that. We choose the things that we want to be like our genius zone core competencies and we keep those things and we do those things. The problem comes when those things aren't aligned with what it is that we actually want to do. And so that's what happened for me. I started to realize, okay, there is a disconnect here because I am spending such a small relative amount of time on the like, in inverted commas, genius zone tasks that, you know, I should be doing, but it's really energetically draining me. And so what the nuance there is, is that they weren't actually my genius zone tasks, but I couldn't not do them because I had built a model that required them. And so this is where it's so important to find that product market founder fit where it's like, okay, what is the model that actually suits the business that I want to run? And so what I mean by that is like, don't create a self-study course if you love talking to people or don't create, you know, I've said this before, like a low cost product because you want passive income and you hate being on Instagram and you hate marketing because it's a low cost product and you're going to need a heap of leads and you're going to have to market to a lot of people. And so you're always going to feel unaligned with that offer because you have fundamentally set it up from the outset in a way that isn't going to be sustainable for you. And that is like a fatal flaw. That is something in the very production of your business that regardless of how successful successful your business then gets, it's got this fatal flaw, which means that it was always doomed from the start because you're completely out of alignment with the fundamental and the core business model, right? On the flip side, don't have an extremely delivery heavy offer if you don't ever want to have team, if that just like, you know, makes you want to hurl and you never, ever want to have team. And also you don't particularly enjoy delivery and you would rather just focus on marketing. That is a fundamental fatal flaw in your model that regardless of how great your business gets and regardless of how scalable it is and regardless of all of these things, that is a fatal and fundamental flaw that is going to bring apart your business either tomorrow or in three years or in seven years. And hopefully it's earlier rather than later so that you can start to discover that. So what you really need to do right back at the very start, like when you're literally doing your business modeling and you're like, yep, cool. I want to have like a leveraged expertise-based business model is you then need to be looking at, okay, great. This business is ultimately going to involve me. I am the DNA of the business. What is it that I am most aligned with in terms of 
business model and can I then find a product market fit that then wraps around that? Not like, can I find the product market fit? And then hopefully it fits me as a founder. I really hope it does because if it doesn't, then what am I going to do? Right. And so that comes back to really having a look at like, what is my genius zone? And so like, you know, what is the thing that I was born to do? There's lots of different books that talk about this and the way that all of these different people say that, you know, is the best way to kind of find out what that is, is like, really consider like, what is the things that you're doing when you're really in flow? Like when your time just goes and you don't even notice, like, what are those things? And if for you, those things aren't being on a lot of Zoom calls, right? (laughs) Then you probably don't want to bake that into your business model. Or if it's like, you know, I just feel like I am completely in flow. Like one thing I've noticed for me is like when I'm writing, I am completely in flow. And like this is something and this is the other thing that experts say as well. They're like, you should actually go back and think about the things that like lit you up when you were a child. And so like I started when I was in grade four, I started a like a newspaper for my school. I didn't have to do it. But I got my mum to make like a little bit of like artwork for the front cover. I went to her real estate office out in uh, Talabudra on the Gold Coast where I live and like printed off like so much paper that she was so mad at me. But I was like, mom, I'm starting a newspaper company. It's fine. I wrote all the articles for this newspaper. I called it EFK, especially for kids. And then I went to school and I was giving out copies And then I like sat outside the corner store at my mum's office and I was like selling people copies of especially for kids for like five cents. (laughs) But like that is something that clearly is in my DNA. Like I've been like passionate about this for a long time. Like people always used to tease me like along those lines, you know, I was such a bookworm and, you know, I always loved books and I love reading and I love reading beautiful words and I love writing beautiful words and that really puts me in flow. And it's like, that is all relevant to business. And especially these businesses that we're ultimately starting for lifestyle business, you know, purposes where yes, profit is important and you want to have the high profit margins, but you're not optimizing for profit and relentless scale at any cost to such an effect that you are failing to be able to optimize for the other things that are important in your life. You're actually optimizing for profit to a certain amount. You're defining your enough and then you're able to also optimize for other things. And so it's like build a freaking business that lights you up because if you do that, you're not going to have that fundamental flaw one year, two years, three years in when you're actually like, wow, I haven't built myself a business maybe I've actually built myself a little bit of a cage that I can't get out of because there was that fundamental and fatal flaw that I made right at the very outset. This really comes back to like the shoulds, you know, where you feel like you should be doing something and you feel like you should be and you should be doing this or you shouldn't be doing this. And there is so much like noise out there in the online space where people are talking about that. And so it's easy to get, you know, influenced along those lines. And on the flip side, like, it's not like you can just say, okay, well, I'm just going to do what I'm passionate about and, you know, the money will follow because that is also a lie. (laughs) You need to find the thing that, like, is the passion that you can also fit into product market fit, but you can't do it the other way around. You can't say, I'm going to try and get the product market fit and then hopefully I like it because these aren't businesses that you can exit and sell. You can't get over it and decide, okay, well, I'm just going to sell the business. You have to shut it down. And then what a waste that is because you've spent all of this time building something and then you just have to shut the thing down. You can't exit it. So my point is 
And the reason why I guess I've been reflecting on it is because, you know, like really over the last six months, I'm like going back to the time thing. I've got the time side sorted, but there's still something that's energetically out of alignment. And I do think that it is a real Achilles heel in all new course creators that we look to other people to give us advice on what we should be doing in terms of the fundamental structure of our business model, when actually that is ultimately something that only you can answer. And the ramifications of you not answering that can be really, really difficult. So I want to impart that. I want to impart that to you today because I do think, you know, it's a really important takeaway and it's definitely something that I'm going to be taking into literally everything that I do from here on in. And I feel like I have the luxury to do that now as a more established business owner, right? Like I've learned this over time, but by gosh, I wish I had have had this knowledge a little bit earlier on. And so I do want to impart that to you as well. So that is my gift from me to you today. I hope that you enjoyed and got a little something from today's podcast episodes. So many learnings I feel like lately that I'm feeling really excited about sharing with you. And also behind the scenes, a lot of really exciting things going on. I said in a podcast episode a couple of weeks ago that I was feeling like really lit up and really excited about the future. And my gosh, I really am because I've taken a lot of these learnings and I have like really fundamentally thought about like what is the product market founder fit for me and what is it that I like feel really passionate about, you know, making an impact on the world around and have clarity around that. And there's no better feeling, let me tell you that. So I'm really excited to share more about that with you very, very soon. Uh, So you'll have to wait uh, a little bit, but not too much longer. All right, guys, until next week, I'll see you then. Thanks for listening. If you liked today's episode, make sure you click the little plus button on Apple Podcasts or the follow button on Spotify so that you get new episodes to your device every single week. And if you're a current or aspiring course creator ready to hit the lifestyle business sweet spot, head to www.thecoursecartel.com forward slash training and we will send you the complete roadmap. It will all be laid out for you. Thank you.